0: Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. We want to talk about the power of God today. Let's turn now to Matthew chapter 21. Read from verse 1 to 17. Matthew 21, verse 1 to 17. Let us pray. Father, speak your truths to us, that even as you revealed yourself to your people Israel in the days of Jesus, Reveal yourself to us as well, that we may know your ways, we may know your nature. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 21 verse 1 to 17 As they approached Jerusalem and came to Beth- Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with a coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to your J- daughter J- Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a coat, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the coat and placed the cloaks on, him, on them for Jesus to sit on. They were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If there was a Roman watcher, observer, looking at the procedures that were hap- the things that were happening, he would have laughed out loud. It seemed like a parody of of kingship, a parody of nationalism. It was really hilarious. Here was Jesus marching or riding into Jerusalem, the holy city, the city of God. He was riding like a king would ride. Except that Instead of riding on a white steed, he was riding on a donkey and a baby donkey. Emperors, kings, victors, conquerors ride on war steeds to look powerful and around them would be an entourage of other soldiers dressed powerfully, also riding on horses, a show of power. Perhaps there would be honours, there would be Um, uh, There would be um, things like clothes and pieces of cloth, or carpets to honour the king. But they would be beautiful carpets, expensive things, items, to show the power and the wealth of the conqueror. Jesus entered the city of God, sitting on a donkey. The things that were placed on him for him to sit on were not carpets and velvet and expensive cloth. They were cloaks from common people. And strewn on the floor too were cloaks from common people. The people shouting, Saviour, save us, son of David, also were not great, powerful people. They were not foot soldiers who would presumably have attended to a, an activity like this. Rather they were the poor common people, they were children, they were the sick, and um, they were just the sick and the lame, the common people who were there. Any Roman soldier or Roman spy watching this would have laughed their heads off. A king coming welcomed by common people, by the sick and by the children, what good, what power could there be? And then Jesus walked into Jerusalem and instead of taking his place of honor in the temple and proceeding to lead a revolution, he overturned the tables of the people, the very people in the institution of God. Was this a comedy of errors? First, a lowly man walking in like a king, all the all the semblance um, of a king, and yet with nothing at all, and then going into his own temple, the house of God, and instead of leading the people out to fight the Romans, he overturned tables in his own temple. What was the message of Jesus? First of all, it was clear that Jesus was not simply being anti-establishment. It was God himself. Because Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was foretold by God centuries ago. So it wasn't just Jesus being anti institution and making a fool of institution of Judaism in his place. Rather God had foretold that a king would come lowly and gentle on a donkey and on the coat, the foal of a donkey. God's plan was that his king would enter in a very lowly manner. There was no intention to be a threat to the Romans, and yet the king came as a threat to a greater power. This king came with a war cry against the powers of darkness, against the powers of the evil one. He was not going to intimidate the earthly powers that was not his intention at all. It was no use to him. He was going to Jerusalem to intimidate the powers of darkness, Satan himself. How the worldly people, worldly beings viewed his entry was irrelevant to us, to him. They could laugh at him, they could mock him, they could say, This is a joke, this is a parody. That was all right for God because he was coming to fight. A greater power the power of darkness as he entered crowds placed the cloaks before him but what then he he then started to heal again he healed the sick he the blind and the lame in verse 14 the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and healed them once again he was declaring war against satan against sickness against illnesses against poverty and was helping the people. What does this story tell us about God? First of all, God isn't interested in intimidating our enemies. These days as Christians, we think that might is right also, and we try to gather uh, people of influence over to our side. I watch with dismay as quite evangelical Christians in the United States, Behave as though they were the majority, and because they're the majority, they're most powerful. They go behind the president and make laws that hurt others. And to them, that's, that's might, and that's the power of Christianity. I think of the wars that we have had always Christians colonizing other people with power. Jesus isn't at all interested in intimidating whether our powerful enemies. Or our weak enemies. He has no interest in any of these. The aim, the focus of God is to attack the powers of darkness. And so don't be surprised when we pray and ask God to overcome our bosses or our nasty leaders. and God keeps silent because the way of God is not to intimidate. It is to work a change from deep within. Jesus was coming to save his nation, not through through battle, not through power, not through intimidation, but gently attacking the evil forces in a humble way that would ensure that the evil forces would still lose. other lesson that we can learn is that Jesus began the work from within. Instead of taking his place to lead people out to fight the enemy, he started the change from within, and that's the truth about many of us in our conflicts in our suffering the, pe- the thing the people that God wants to change is ourselves first of all. I know it's a hard saying because but I'm not saying that God, that those who are victims are necessarily wrong either or wrong at all. The Jews were victims. Of the tyranny of the Romans. God, Jesus wasn't saying that they were not. Jesus wasn't saying that the Romans were right and that the Jews were wrong. He was simply showing a better way, a different way, that instead of fighting the Romans with weapons, they could win a battle by the transformation of their hearts, by turning the temple back from a place of thieves to a place of prayer, a house of prayer. And it is the same for us. We often feel oppressed by others. We have bad bosses, bad colleagues, sometimes very difficult families. We often then pray that God will change the other person or to remove the other person. But what God wants to do is to change our perspectives, to change us from within, to turn us from people who are bitter and angry and always conflictual, to people of prayer, people who turn to God and trust Him. If the temple of our hearts can be transformed thus, turned into homes, houses of prayer, where each time we face aggravation and conflict, rather than fighting back, we pause and we pray, and turn to God to be our Saviour to deliver us. And without expecting God to intimidate our enemies, but believing that God can make changes quietly because he defeats the powers of evil. Perhaps then we will indeed see the salvation of our Lord. Jesus entered the city of God triumphantly, not triumphantly against people, nonetheless triumphantly, this time against the powers of evil. We know that our God has won the battle And we can feel triumphant as well. Triumphant that God will change situations, will bring peace to our lives, will bring hope and healing to our lives. And God begins by changing the way we look at life and by turning our persons into houses of prayer. Let us pray. Father, help us to know your power end your triumph. That just because we don't see our enemies vanquished doesn't mean that you are powerless or that you are disinterested in helping us. Help us to see from your triumphant entry into Jerusalem that you come as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and you make the powers of evil tremble. Help us to know that even now in our lives, the powers of the evil one tremble, the evil ones tremble before you because you have won the victory. But help us to see too that in your gentle way you defeat evil. And in transforming our lives, overturning the tables in our lives and turning us into houses of prayer, we may indeed see victory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, then, have a good day, and the Lord bless you. Goodbye.